Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. He led the Pulaski Academy Bruins to nine state championships in his time there. Bill Belichick described him as probably the best high school coach in the country. His unique strategies garnered attention nationwide. The Zone welcomes Kevin Kelly into the show. Brought to you by Bowen Hefley Orthopedics. The best surgeons, the best treatment, all focused on you. Got to talk some uh, hoops today too, Coach, so bear with us. I love hoops. I know you do. I know you do. All right, we're going to get to our red-white report, but thank you for being with us. And we will recap the Super Bowl. Get your thoughts on what came out of that. Also, there's been some movement with coaches at the collegiate level. So we'll talk about that, too. The red-white report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. All right, tonight it goes down. Hopefully A&M does as well, and Arkansas can sweep the series. The Aggies come in ranked second in the SEC. Arkansas with a chance to get a great road win tonight at AM. Hopefully AM wears some ugly home uniforms tonight, like they did in Fayetteville. Questions of the day today related to the Razorback basketball team. Will Nick Smith start? Yes or no? And over under 25 minutes tonight. Played 17 and a half ish first game West. Is that right? Say again. I'm sorry. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's some stuff something going crazy on the First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line. Can you read? People are texting Bull, and then it's, it's entering them into some contest? Yes. Am I missing something? No, that's Did true. we do something? No, that's right. It's a PBR thing. Okay. Yeah. If you want to get in the cage with David and Roger yeah. during the PBR event while Bulls and whatever else are running around, right. you can text that. Now? Yeah, all day. 17 and a half minutes for Nick Smith Jr. in the first game? Yes. Back? Thank yes. you. Back to focus. Thank you. Yep. 8 o'clock tip tonight, 7.30 pregame. Uh, we already heard from Coach Musselman. We heard from Coach Williams. Uh, here's a little more. We played this yesterday, I think. But uh, Coach on AM, just an overview of the team. We played pretty well against Texas A&M, you know, in the home game at our place. Um, they're really well coached. They understand their roles. They do a good job every night of getting people to eat shot clock up. You know, there, there's two, there are two different teams, A&M and and Mississippi State, both of them are very good basketball teams. Uh, both of them have grinded out type styles. But I thought we did a, a pretty good job in game one against A&M. They'll make some adjustments. We'll certainly try to make some adjustments. You know, and, and, and pace of play uh, every night is, is, is important for both teams that are playing. And, you know, sometimes when we don't run, we don't turn the ball over as much as what, you know, so hopefully uh, going on the road, we'll 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 play uh, better than we did the other night on Saturday against Mississippi State. There you go. Uh, hoping so. Don't forget Guatney Chevrolet Guatney Buick GMC postgame show following ball game tonight with Wes and John. Razorback baseball. We just talked to Hagen Smith, Dave Van Horn. I put Hagen on the spot. Or at least he's like, I don't I don't know what I should say or not say. I don't want to make him feel like he's in. He has announced his starters for the weekend. I haven't seen it tweeted out, but I just saw a headline that said, 
Van oh, yeah. Horn. We'll go with uh, Hagen Smith oh, out of the gate, and then we'll go Will McIntyre, and then uh, we'll go Hunter Holland on Sunday. Okay. Thank you, Dave. See, no worries, Hagen. It's all good. Coach is already spilling the beans on you. It's all safe. It's all good. Uh, we were talking about infield, and he said he didn't know who was going to be at shortstop. Coach does, I bet. Whether or not he's going to tell us, we'll find out. Yeah, I mean, we'll go with Caleb Callie at third to start. Okay. And uh, obviously, I, I feel like John Bolton's played really good shortstop, so we'll go with those two. All right, there you go. He's lining it all out for us. Just give me the whole lineup. Not a whole lot. Obviously, I I want to see guys play. Um, I've seen him play a lot. But, you know, you, you get to try to win the games and go with what you think is going to help you win the game. I mean, that's our job and human nature, I guess. I don't know. You just want to take care of guys that have worked hard, and I feel bad about it. But at the same time, we have a lot of games, and their time's coming. And that's what I tell them, you know. Just be the best teammate you can. You know, you don't play opening weekend or you play a little bit. You just, you know, show what you can do. And when you get in there, do your job. I mean, you're going to get more opportunity. And, you know, a lot of times the lineup you see at the beginning of the year, you go back and check and see how it started the way it ended. And it's it can be a lot different. It could be a lot different. Or it could be exactly the same. We'll all find out together. So, there you go. Uh, hi, Coach. What's up? Well, I walked in and gave Wes bad information. I thought I saw on Twitter where A&M had a player that entered the portal in basketball, and I, now I can't find it for whatever. I can't find it either. I know. I, I, must right. have, I don't know how I botched it because I was looking. I was like, I mean, mm-hmm. for him, good for him. I hope he leaves and finds a better place, and I hope he's good at a player that doesn't play against us. Um, if you want to sign up to get in a cage with the morning guys, you can text Bull, Bull. to 501-661-1037, though. I'll give you that. What kind of cage? Like a uh, kind of like a shark cage that's buried a little bit in the dirt, and then the bulls can't get you. But Do we they get run to fight around. or something? No, you just sit there and watch them. It's just like uh, oh, you're close to the action. That. If we get to fight something, I do. Yeah, I don't want to fight a bull. I don't want to get near a bull. I wouldn't mind running with the bulls, and if I'm going to do like it, I'd like to run with them. I'd have to do it like in the next two years if I'm going to ever do it. Yeah, I don't want to get gored. No, obviously not. But I, I'd do it. Yeah, Maybe if I, a little adrenaline. At my age, you look for things to give you a little adrenaline rush. Yeah, I, I respect that. Have you jumped out of an airplane? No, I'd love to. See, I don't want to do that I jumped either. off some good high cliffs yep. and some other stuff and done, done bungee stuff off of little, you know, rides in Florida and all that. that that's all fun. Yeah. I think the the running of the bulls would be cool. But I'm like you. I don't want to get gored. I want to do all the fun stuff, but I don't want to put myself nah, in actual danger. but I'd danger. do it. And if you get gored, you get gored. If you get gored, you get gored. You know, usually someone dies over there almost every year. I know. It's a roll of dice. That's for sure. Get trampled, stepped on. But it's one of those bucket list things. You like? Have you ever run with the bulls? Yeah, I ran with the bulls. That'd be cool. It's great. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even let anybody ask me. I'd be. I'd lead with it. I'm no, like, I'd have a t-shirt. Hi, I ran with them. My name's I, Justin Acre. I ran with the bulls. Yeah, that's how I would that's, introduce that's myself lead. for the rest of my life. I like it. Yeah. Wes, would you run with the bulls? No, probably not. No, I'm. I'm past that. In my life. Here's the thing. You don't have to be fast with the <laughs> bulls. You just got to be fast with the other people. Yeah. I, I'd now I'd train for it. Yeah, same. Hundred I mean, percent. Yeah. I'd get I would get a sprint it. coach, and I would. I got like JJ Matters or somebody, and I'd have them out there. Going through my sprints, and it is a pretty long run, though I think from where they release them to all the way to the stadium. Yeah, but you you're not going to run the whole distance. I mean, because you're going to get run over if you do that. You get you got to jump behind the little walls. You know, you see them run and jump mm-hmm. behind the little wall when they get tired, and then they'll jump back out when there's an open spot. There's a word for that, and I'm not doing that. That's, you're doing it. There's no way you're running the whole way. You're you're done. That's soft. You're going to have a horn through your thigh. <laughs> Coming out the other side, and he's going to be carrying you. I'm sorry. To quote Kevin Kelly, if I get gored, I get gored. Yeah, he's going to carry you all the way to the stadium. Now, that would be cool if you made it. (laughs) If you didn't die. You rode the bull's horn all the way to the stadium. I'm People jumping on one of their it. backs. I mean, you would be a local legend yeah. if you did What if you jumped on their back, grabbed their horns, and rode it all the way in? That would be money. 
You'll try it. I'll try it. Yeah. Well, it'll only be once, and we're both going to be dead. Yeah. I mean, we might not be dead. We'd be mangled. I would hope to be dead at that point, probably yeah. as bad as the mangling would be. And I'm worth more dead than alive anyway. We've been talking about this I all day. Too. It's been sort of a theme of the show. What my, why my wife would be so much better off if I was dead. That I is mean, a like, terrible thing. To emotionally, say. she says she wouldn't, but we know financially she would. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. You're replaceable. I, I mean, know. I know. Everybody's replaceable. So, I'm really replaceable. I mean, game recognized game. Believe me. I, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Um, okay, so football-wise, Super Bowl, I mean, I was on the under in the in the Eagles, so I was way off. You tried to talk us into the over, but by the time I went for my cash-out option, it was too low. But you know what's better than not getting all your money back? Getting some of your money getting back. Getting some of your money back, So yeah. I should have cashed out and gone with the over because yeah. as you talked, it made more sense. I did feel good about the Eagles, and frankly, if they played again next week, I'd feel good about the Eagles again. I would, too. I mean, everybody saw the holding call. You, you know, I don't care. You know, as people kept asking me on Twitter and purses, like, you know, the, the D-back said he held him. And I'm like, okay, let's switch it over. Let's say the D-back said he didn't hold him. Would you believe him then? You're right. So, so you know, but that hold goes on every play. Y'all talked about it. Everybody's talked about it. That hold literally is every play. He didn't impede his progress, and the officials in the NFL are told if it does not impede their progress, don't call the foul. Yeah. And you couldn't even see a jersey. I mean, it, you know, I mean, it, it was a, it was a bad deal. I hate for the Super Bowl to end that way. You want to yeah. call that in the first quarter, and people say, "Well, no, if you call it, you call it." No, they don't. They don't. Look at the NBA. Go, LeBron goes to the hole last thirty seconds of the game. They're not calling much. They're going to let them win it. Now, if it's impeding him, that's a different deal. I just hate that it ended that way because what a Super Bowl before that. Yeah. Right. Well, and the thing is, you know, the kick return was great for them. I yeah. Mean, a punt return, good for them. And then, uh, you know, if Hurts doesn't make the gaff. And they get the scoop and score. Maybe he's again, maybe a little different outcome. I again, I say all that, and, I, and it sounds like, oh, really? I'm not taking anything away from Kansas City. They had to come back right, and win right, the game. Right, Good right, for them, for sure. Yeah, and Mahomes was 13 out of 14 in the second half. My problem with it is, you sat there and watched him do that, and you never blitzed once as the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Never blitz, and you go, well, our front seven's good. Our front four's, you know, the best defensive line of football. They got to him zero times. Try something different. Don't keep doing the same thing. After the first eight out of nine passes, I'm doing something different. Mm-hmm. But he was 13 out of 14 in the second half, yeah. and you can't just sit there. And that's the problem, really, and it's hard. It's hard when you're a coach in the game. And, and you know, I've been there before and done it many times. We are like, but now this is my game plan. We just got to stick with it. Not if it's not working, whether it's basketball or baseball or football. You know, so why, do you know how do you know when to quit? How do you know when to change? Well, you, you, but that that that's a great question, and here's what I decided. I mean, honestly, it's a great question because in the moment as a coach, whether you're a baseball coach and you got your starter out there and he's just not getting it done, you're like, God, I'll go with him or not. Or same thing in, in football and basketball, whatever your game plan is. You get emotional. You're like, God, it's so close to working. Yeah. If he just did this or if that guy did this, it would work. You have to make the decisions before the game. And what I mean by that is you have to look and you have to go, okay, for whatever reason, if we get down 14, we're changing things on both sides of the ball, whether in basketball or football or even baseball. And I'd go, look, if my pitcher walks three guys in the first five innings, I'm pulling him. After the third walk, he just doesn't have it today. Or if they're hitting his slider, if he's a slider guy, if they hit get three good, solid hits off his slider, I'm pulling him. You're like Tommy Lasorda. If you decide that before the game, your emotions don't get involved. But in the middle of it, you're like, God, we're close, though. We, we touched him right before he threw on that one. That's the thing is, and I've always been fascinated by this, because there are t- we, we argued about this during, I think, the Mike Anderson era, and there are other times where it's happened where it's like, you know, they, they're like, well, I trust in my gut or whatever. They say something to that effect. And right. it's like you want to go analytical, but it's sometimes you're like, okay, well, 
I just feel differently. And, I mean, you want to kind of keep the feeling out of it, right? But at some point, if you've been through it a bunch, even if the analytics don't make sense, this isn't going to make sense to you but because you're an analytics guy, but you do want to trust your gut sometimes, right? Well, you, you do and you don't. Here's You know, I was on a stage. ESPN had some deal, and I was on a stage with Buck Showalter. Remember that name? Manager yeah, for the Absolutely. Orioles, Orioles the Yankees. Yeah. Rangers. And Rangers, yeah, yeah, all those guys. So I'm on a stage. They deliberately put us up there to debate each other, right? And I didn't know. So the night before we go to dinner, we're hamming it up. He like he goes to Stuttgart and Duck Hunt, so we're talking about Arkansas and this and that. We get up there the next day, and we've got somebody kind of fueling the fire a little bit, and he's getting a little mad, and I'm getting a little mad. And he goes, look, I can prove all this analytic stuff wrong right now. I'm like, okay, cool. And he goes, uh, you know, he goes, we're, we're, we're making a push for the playoffs at the, with the Yankees, and, and he named the guy, and I don't want to name the wrong, but it was a famous batter. Everybody would know who it was. And he goes, you know, he's 0 for 31 against lefties. 0 for 31. I just had a feeling late in the ninth inning to put him in when they put in their closer in the lefty. We had a guy on second, and we're tie game, and we needed him. And he gets up there, and he gets the base hit. I just had a gut feeling. And I go, what about the other 30 times you put him in against the lefty? You were wrong 30 times, 31 times, and you were right once. I'll take the 31. You take the one every time. That doesn't prove anything. Mm-mm. I mean, that doesn't prove your mm-hmm. gut was right because the other 31 times your gut was wrong. So that's why people play numbers because the bigger, you know, over the large percentage of the time, you're going to be the house, the mm-hmm. casino, the has the edge. And the casinos don't go out of business very often, fellas. You know, I mean, they play the numbers ever. They play the numbers all the time, and they win. And and so it's tough, but that's why you have to make the decisions before you go in the game because sometimes you just want to stick with that guy. You know, and I think of baseball more than anything because that's, to me, the hardest. Absolutely. How long do you stay with your guy? Yeah, if the pitcher's demanding, hey, look, I still got it. I feel good. You know, the guy got lucky, whatever. And that's what we played this Lasorda clip last week, and he, he's cussing the guy out there in the World Series, and he's like, I, I'm fine. He's like, you, you gave up three hits to lefties. He's like, I can't help you. What do you want from me? Yeah. He's like, I'm in the World Series here. But think about that. What grown man out there on the mound is – I mean, what percentage of grown men are going to say, you're right, coach, I suck today, take me out? Nobody. I think pitchers know when they have it and don't have it. But also, like, if it's a fatigue issue, that's different. But if it's a third inning and you stink – that particular day doesn't mean you won't come back and be great next time. Right, but. right. I mean, people. Everybody has an off day. Yes. Right. Right. The field was awful. There's been a lot of talk uh, about the field. Do you do you think that the field affects the defense more, the offense more, or is it equal? I think I think it's pretty equal, depending on what kind of defense you play. Now, if you're playing, if you play like pass defense, if you play zone, it affects the defense more. And most teams like to play a lot of zone. If you play if you play man, I think it affects the offense because they're running the same route. The pattern from the defensive back and the and the receiver are the same. So either one could slip. I think the hard part is, and I, and here's a message to the NFL: Hey, dumb butts that were in charge of this, never make the first time you use a type of grass the Super Bowl. I mean, that's just a yeah. dumb. Who, what dummy goes, hey, I've got a great idea. That'd be like you say, hey, like, hey we're going to get a plane. We're going to fly to Europe. There's a brand-new plane they've never tested. Let's try that one. I'm not going. I mean, and I don't know why they did that. Yeah. And then they painted it green because they wanted it to look green. It wasn't green enough, so on top of a brand-new type of field, they painted it. Yeah. What are you – I mean, everybody knows the paint is the slippery part. Right. It just takes it. it's a different kind of – and your, the cleats don't grab. I mean, it's, it's awful. It was awful. Yeah, covering it in something they bought at Cupid's, I guess, would have been the next step. It's like, okay, guys, how slippery do you want to make this place? I mean, golly. What are we doing? Well, I heard someone talking that they felt like that's what hurt the pass rush 
because the defensive lineman now, can't get off the Yeah, now it definitely, definitely helps the pass rush. There's no question. Plus the ends, the guys that put the most pressure and really cause the most sacks, even if they don't get them, because they make the quarterback step up, they're going up the field and they couldn't plant with their outside foot and go inside. Yeah. And so you watched them time after time, and I'm glad you said that, run past Patrick Mahomes, and he got to step up and go out one way or the other. And that's what the def- the Eagles were going to stop him by not running past him and opening up that alley between the defensive end and the defensive tackle. But they kept running and couldn't stop, and you watched them slide. And I watched Hassan Reddick one time come off the edge, rush up field, tried to stop and plant and come inside, Slipped and fell, and, his, and the tackle just jumped on him. It looked like he just pancaked him, but he just slipped and fell. I mean, you're like, I mean, that's just not a good football situation, you know. And, and it was the same for both teams. But if your team is known for rushing the passer, which they were, and Kansas City's not really known. I mean, they're known for blitzing and rushing, but not with their four-man rush. I mean, it was a little bit of an advantage for Kansas City in that regard, in that regard for sure. And defensively, I don't think it was an advantage for Kansas City at all. I mean, defensive backs and linebackers. and st- I mean, yeah, but but for the rest of them it was. It's hard to criticize either guy, but our question of the day yesterday was which quarterback performed better. Well, if you went whole game, you got to go with Hurts. No question about it. You know, he had that one that one fumble. But for the second half, Mahomes played as well as anybody's ever played in the second half of a, of a, of a Super Bowl. Sure. Not close. Okay. Um, did you, Who'd you watch the game with? Me, I, I, me and my wife. I never watch it with anybody okay. because if I'm not at the game, I like to watch it by myself because I just don't want to hear all the dumb comments and questions and mm-hmm. stuff like that. If I want to answer, watch... I'll get on Twitter and listen to people talk and ask me questions and do that. Did you watch and analyze the halftime show, the yeah, commercials? Yeah. I, lo- I watched the commercial. Yeah, I love it. I love the whole okay. pageantry of it all. Thoughts? Uh, I thought Rihanna was good. I mean, I, I'm a Rihanna fan. I mean, I like. Her. I think her voice is fantastic. I think she's a great performer. Um, I, I thought it was really good. I love that. I love that they do a lot of clips of the of the hits, like a lot of short clips of the hits. So you got to hear a little bit of everything and stuff like that. I thought the stage was good. I thought it screwed up the field for early in the second half, but you know, you know that's going to be a thing. They put half the stage in the air. What do you want from them? You know, the commercials <laughs> aren't nearly as good as they used to be, are they, no. Coach? Worst year of commercials ever. I don't know about the worst. I thought it was the worst. It wasn't. It wasn't great. I'm gonna say it definitively the worst. There were a couple locals that were pretty good. Uh, is it possible they're charging so much now? People don't want to put money into the production of the commercial too. Bro, I could come up with a couple of commercial concepts that are just as good as what you saw in a, in a few of those. That's like buying a boat and worrying about gas. You're, you're right. Yeah, if you're gonna do it, yeah. that's a yeah. great analogy. That Wes. is a great Thanks. analogy. Yeah. That's wow. a that's the best one you've had all day. Thank you. Ever. <laughs> I see. I wasn't going to go there. I think they, they just lost their originality. Yeah, they have, and you, you remember. Uh, you know, we think about some of the iconic ones. You know, like on Tuesday before the Super Bowl, they have the the iconic Super Bowl commercials. Mm-hmm. Do you remember stuff like? Well, I love the old Clydesdale horses. Yep. They always had a Clydesdale commercial. Yep. Budweiser did the Cindy Crawford Pepsi commercial. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, stuff like that. Creative frog, brought somebody it, in. Budweiser, yeah. and, and then they had the little dog. Spuds McKenzie, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, but they had some Taco cool. Bell. They've had, yeah, they had so much mm-hmm. cool stuff, and now it's just like a commercial. Some Asher Life and feedback, and I got another thing I want to get into with you, Coach, because I thought it really related well to you. Although we got Michael Felder coming up too, we'll have to wait on that. I want to talk to you about Tiger and something he said yesterday. Hoggy Style says, "Where's Michael from Stuttgart? Did he and Tiger Bait do time for stealing or get whacked by loan sharks? Michael wanted by the mob boss of Stuttgart. I don't know if there's a mob boss in Stuttgart, but I don't know where Michael went. And somebody said." It, they compared Michael and Navy Mike, and somebody said, is that the same person? I'm like, no. I'm like, Michael from Stuttgart can be a butthole, but he's got great intellect. At least he's an intelligent guy. 
And I, I don't like him in person. I don't like Mike from Stuttgart. I've met him in person. I don't particularly like him. I don't think he particularly likes me. I think Navy Mike is one of our top five worst callers we've ever had in, in history. <laughs> but in person, like, I really like the dude. Like, I'd have a beer with Navy Mike without any hesitation. Yeah. Tiger Bait, I think, is a terrible caller, and I cannot stand him as a human being. I think he's a scumbag. Wow. Um, yeah, you heard me. So there's, again, you th- some of it's an act and some of it isn't. Like, Mike and I almost, like, got physical one, one day. Not physical, but, you like, they were- wearing Burt's color Tiger Bait's colors today. This is U-C-A. Thank and, you very and, much, and, Coach. And LSU. And every other team with purple, Coach. Yeah, fine. <laughs> anyway, yeah, people get confused sometimes, I think, with whether somebody's really a butthole or if they're not. Like, look, Rebecca sometimes can be a little grating on your senses on the radio. But she's sweet as pie in person. She is. Yeah, I like yeah, her. I no like doubt. Rebecca. She's, it was a pleasure to meet her. I mean, yeah, this like is Rebecca. a total sidebar here. I don't know how we got <clears> off on this. But anyway, not everybody's the same on the air as they are off the air. Like, oh, I, I used to work with a guy who was completely engaging, very, you know, he's a, he was kind of a, he liked to stir the pot, but he was very high energy and very, uh, you know, very good, like, interacting with people. But in public, he was kind of like, uh, he would kind of sneak off and he'd sort of like, a, hmm. you know, kind of his own, does his own thing. He's a different guy. I don't know. I think I'm exactly the same. I think that's I why they, not as aggressive Is that not why they say TV and radio personalities? I guess. Maybe. I'm a little, I think I'm nicer in person by far. Oh yeah, but no to doubt. operate a show, you got to be a little bit more, a little more aggressive. I think you're very similar, though. I mean, I think you're probably a little nicer off, but you're you're similar. I mean, you yeah. are you. you know? Yes, I do like talking to people, and I do like meeting people. Yeah, and I do like hating people if they're jerks. I don't think you can be in this business like you guys are if you don't like to meet people and and interact with st- things like that. Often, not if you're going to be good at it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we were looking for a thrill earlier, Tiger, or uh, excuse me, El Guapo, not Tiger, but El Guapo says uh, shoplifting gives you a nice rush. <laughs> But I don't want to steal anything. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it legal where I'm not taking or hurting somebody else or or going to jail. Like Kev made a great analogy to your analogy. He said, like buying a boat and worrying about gas. I think we have a new repeat slash compete, which is probably the most played clip by Pat Bradley in history. You would appreciate this. He said, when you're the defending champions, you don't have to repeat, but you do have to compete. You can't come back the next year and just fall in your face. That was the point of the clip. I liked it. What if you come like the Buffalo Bills and you never win? But you're competing every year. Well, no, you really—they're not the defending champions. You didn't compete sometime when you got there, like the the Dallas Cowboys game Super Bowls. Well, they were like fifty-two to ten. They weren't all blowouts, right? They didn't lose all four games by a million. No, they they, they lost a really really close game in twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Hearing Coach that that makes me think. Coach Belichick sat down and told me the story when he was the DC for the Giants of preparing for the Bills because the Bills were just. Way better on offense than everybody else. Oh, yeah. It was an awesome story. I think it's his favorite uh, game he's ever coached. I guarantee you that one went under. Yeah, 17-14, I think it was. I thought it was 2019, but okay. Well, I mean, 20, it was 2019. Yeah. That's right. It was 2019. <laughs> Scott uh, Norwood missed it wide somewhere. Right or left? Wide right. Wide right. He's wide right right. Or Who that, used to miss Florida wide State? left? That was Florida State was yeah, wide left. I can't I remember. Yeah. I can't remember which one's which. I don't know. Uh, we're going to hit timeout. We come back. We're going to talk to um, Michael Felder. A lot of change in college football. Georgia, Georgia. our favorite cussing uh, coordinator's gone. Todd Monken. I think that's going to hurt Georgia a little bit. Yeah. I think I think Munkin did a great job. They'll find somebody yeah. else to swear. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, and then also the changes at Alabama. We haven't talked about uh, their hirings. What do you think of their hirings? You know, I don't know. I was reading about Notre Dame today. They're the ones that need to worry about. They lost their OC and then their O line coach just retired. He was good. Yeah. Harry Highstand was really really good. I mean, that's going to be a struggle for them. How about how about Utah? Too. They didn't. Was it Utah? Didn't want to pay. 
there was something with Utah recently where they had to pay on a buyout and they didn't want to do it. And it was like, I mean, it was like a pittance comparatively to what you pay for some coaches. It may have been a million bucks or something or a couple, but I mean, in this day and age, if the guy, if a guy, if they, <clears throat> if they want to get rid of him or if he wants to leave, just do it. Like in ten years, will they know they spent a million to get rid of? It? They mm-hmm. won't even remember it. I mean, it's not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, unless you paid Brian Kelly twice and you notice it was gone. How <laughs> <laughs> so much money they got? <laughs> they get a lot of cash coming in. It's crazy. Uh, have you uh, already done that? Mm-hmm. Okay. What about uh, the other thing? I've done two. Did you talk about Oakland? Nope. I'm gonna. Okay. Watch me. Wes is going to be there this weekend. Monday. When you walk up to and Wes. Tomorrow. If you walk up to Wes. No, on, Friday. Yeah, Sorry. Friday and President's Day. If you walk up to Wes more, he'll be super nice to you. He's very, very kind guy. Yeah. Mostly because Allison's there, and she'll slap him if he isn't. And his daughters will be there, too. So I'd be say he's the nicest behavior. guy in this room right now. I think that's safe to say, okay. generally. Um, I did see Wes almost get in a fight with a guy, though. He was definitely egging him on. But the guy was asking for it one time. Pine Bluff? Yeah, Pine Bluff guy. <laughs> anyway, uh, long story we don't have time for. <clears throat> anyway, get down there this weekend. The President's Day is always fun because they also do the cap deal on President's Day. You grab your voucher when you get there, and then after race four, you go by the appointed spot and collect your cap. And Zach didn't let me know on the podcast what the new color scheme was, but he said we have a new color scheme, whatever that means. So, anyway, apparently the hats are pretty cool. Maybe they're Technicolor Dreamcoat color. I don't know. <laughs> let me know, Wes. I'm not going to be there Friday. I'll pick it up. Thank you. You don't want it? I mean, I'll take yours. You know, you're not a hat guy. No. Unless you can cut it into a visor. Wes, like, when's visor day? Maybe visor day on Derby Day? Something like that? Hey, can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. I'm going to sidebar this for a second. Why do you wear a visor to the gym? Is the sun getting your eyes, or what's the deal? Right, just to because my hair's a mess. So what? You're at the gym. Who cares? You you wear makeup before you go to the gym? I see, I see myself in the mirror when I'm working out. I'm like, God, look at that hair. It's a mess. I think if you took your hat off, nobody would notice your hair one bit. That's what I think. How messy okay. can your hair get? It's not that long. Yeah, I don't understand people that wear hats when they work out. It just seems weird to me. Uh, you know, I wear the uh, the uh, mask for my uh, snoring, and mm-hmm. so it, it creates, you know, little pushy stuff head. up. Yeah, bad head, real bad. My hair's all over the damn place nice. in the morning. I don't care. And I don't I've like, never noticed your hair. I brush my teeth. Oh. Yeah, well, I brush my teeth before I go, but I don't fix That's my it. hair. That's yeah, it. I don't even brush my I haven't brushed my hair in years. I just get out and, like, yeah, done. Now I didn't wear a visor like the last two days. Look I did you. today, but I just got a haircut here recently, so it was it's not that bad. I, I don't, I don't need the history up. of your head. I just was curious why you wear a visor occasionally when we go to the gym. God. I wish I had more That's hair. It. I always wanted to be a visor guy. With enough hair where it flops out over the top of the visor, you yeah, know. Where you don't burn your head? I don't care about that. No. I just want the yeah, you should. hair to flop out over the top of it. Well, this is good hair. Anyway, uh back to Oakland if I could. You might want to grab a room. Are you guys staying down there or are you just going down for the day? We're going for the day. Okay. Oakland.com if you want to book a room. Probably going to have a tough time getting it for the Rebel Stakes, but it's here in two weeks. The Million Dollar Rebel Stakes, Saturday, February 25th. So make your plans today. It is Oakland. And don't forget the sports side of things. Wes is, like, excited about nine different games today. There are some intriguing wagers potential today. Yeah. If you can't get down there, Oakland Sports is the app. But uh, we're going to be down there soon over the next couple of weeks. I am excited. It's at Oakland. Go to Oakland.com for all the details. Oh, did I mention Brett Michaels is coming? Coach. Your wife like uh, poison, Brett Michaels? Who doesn't like? Poison? Let's have a double date. Who if I can get like a date, it? we'll go down and uh, watch <laughs> Brett Michaels. Third wheel. Third, just go with your wife. I'll third wheel. You know what? That's cool. <laughs> You're perfect because going on a double date with Coach is great because he does doesn't drink. Getting a designated driver. He's always got a driver. Yeah, that's perfect. I said,